You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different with author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, your host for the next hour, bringing you House of Cards. We have two guests, both from the non-poker-playing world of poker, but interesting nevertheless. Our first guest is primarily an author. Her name is Joan Destino. She has written a novel called River Card. And then we have somebody from the poker industry. He is the innovator of a mobile app, a new mobile app called Runner Runner Poker that uh, allows people the tactile sensation of playing cards but only playing social poker, virtual poker, and we're going to talk to him about his innovation. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment as well. So stay tuned. We will be back after a quick timeout. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone and tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works really well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Each year, poker players from around the world compete at the World Series of Poker to claim the title of being the best there is. And now you can bring the big game home with WSOP.com. Experience the thrill and excitement of the World Series of Poker on your computer, tablet, or mobile device. Play against the pros or find yourself pursuing poker's ultimate prize, the coveted WSOP.com bracelet. You can access WSOP.com anywhere in New Jersey. And now, not only can you get up to a $400 deposit bonus, WSOP.com will give you seven free tickets to play in their Welcome Week free roll tournaments. Play as many days as you want during your first week online for your chance to win some real cash. So sign up today and take advantage of the first deposit bonus and those Welcome Week free rolls. There's even a whole schedule of events where you can qualify for this year's World Series of Poker. Head on over to WSOP.com backslash HOC to sign up and make your first deposit today. That's WSOP.com backslash HOC. You're listening to the House of Cards. How lucky you are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell do you think you are? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and you are listening to House of Cards, 
a show about poker and everything connected to poker. Uh, you know, I travel a lot for poker, and uh, just a, about a month and a half ago, I was out at the World Series of Poker. I was there for the Colossus kickoff event. And while I was there, what I always do when I go to Las Vegas is that I call my friends Jan Fisher and Linda Johnson, who are, well, they're big wigs in the poker world, unlike me. And typically, Linda arranges for a lunch with friends of hers that I, I sometimes know, sometimes I don't know. And this was one of the occasions when she did that. And at lunch, we're all bragging about what we did, and I'm talking boringly about what I do. And I met this woman who is a poker player and an author. Now, I don't know how she plays poker, but I do know how she writes, and she writes up a storm. Her name is Joan Destino. She has written a poker novel called River Card that I am partially through. I won't lie to you. I haven't read the whole novel yet, but I'm eager to. In fact, I almost wanted to blow off this interview so I could finish the book because it was so engaging. And we have her here now. Joan, are you there? I am here, Ashley. Well, welcome. Where are you physically now? We're talking on the phone, so where are you? I am physically in my home, in my office, at my desk, where I have become the most creative. It's where I wrote most of this novel and where I spend my time trying to market it a little bit. What city so are we I'm, talking about? We're in Las Vegas. Oh, I live right here in town, right. Terrific. Now, your book starts off in the Mirage. Is that where you typically play? Not these days, but the book, the, the novel that I finally uh, settled on a, a storyline for takes place in the 90s in Las Vegas because I, in my experience, the 90s was a very exciting time to be here in town. And so I left the, the main part of the story in 90s Las Vegas. At that time, I did play at Mirage almost exclusively, and in those days, I would come and stay weeks at a time and play five, six days a week, uh, and so a lot of the experience and a lot of the description in the book comes from that time that I spent playing seven-card stud in those days at Mirage. So you came to Las Vegas. Where did you come from? Well, I... I'm from the East Coast originally, but my husband and I moved to California in 1970 to the L.A. area, raised our family there, started coming to Vegas soon after we moved there. But just as, you know, young, broke tourists, and uh, I didn't enjoy slots or blackjack, but I sat myself down at a poker table and I was hooked. And so since the early 70s, I've been coming to Las Vegas and playing poker as often as I could. When my kids finally got old enough, we bought a place here because my husband was tired of paying Mirage and buying Mirage stock to keep his investment in place. And we bought a place here in uh, the early 90s. And I commuted back and forth between our L.A. home and here, but my husband retired 11 years ago, and we've been here full-time ever since. What is it that prompted you to want to play seven-card stud in Las Vegas instead of playing in California, in your backyard, where there were great stud games? There were great stud games, and I did play there to a certain extent, but I enjoy the entire experience and the milieu that I feel when I come to Las Vegas, and I didn't get that in at, at the, the casinos in the L.A. area. I did go there, but I enjoyed coming to this town. I enjoyed getting away from L.A., and poker has always been recreational for me. As I've said several times at a poker table, thank God I married well, because I don't do it for a living. Uh, and I just decided early on that I would make the effort to play most of my poker here in Las Vegas. Well, I remember back in the early 90s, which is when I started to play seriously and started to come to Las Vegas. And from the day the Mirage opened uh, until the Bellagio opened, 
the place for poker really was the Mirage. Uh, I remember with the two levels now, of course, they're in a new room after having been closed for a few months. But I remember that place very well and very fondly. Did you ever meet any of the celebrity players that would hang out in that room? Well, meet them, I, you know, I didn't play at that level. I was there the day they opened Mirage. I was there for the opening of Mirage. I was also there for the day they opened Bellagio. So I've been involved in Vegas poker rooms for a long, long time. Um, I was certainly aware of many of the players. In those days, they had a, a little sort of elevated part of the casino, of the poker room where the larger games were, and I would see them coming and going. And as you mentioned earlier, being involved with Jan Fisher and Linda Johnson gives you an entree into the part of the poker world that I don't, you know, I wouldn't be involved in if it weren't for them. Right. So we'll be right back. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's one 866 When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. 1-866-577-4680. Theater 5 presents A House of Cards But are we cool? Not really Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. I want just our listeners to know, again, we're talking to novelist Joan Destino, who is also a poker player. Did you have a profession before writing and before playing poker? Well, as I said, I married well, so that that, <laughs> that took care of a lot of it. Uh, my background is uh, I got a degree in high school English. I taught while my husband was in law school and then retired to raise our family. And um, But in the uh, 80s, I had always had a, a need and a, and a wish to write, to creatively write. So I got involved in the writer's program at UCLA. And I have done some editing professionally because I connected with a few people who knew my abilities, and uh, so I've done a little of that. But basically, uh, my life has been one wonderful vacation, so that's my professional background. Tell us about the book now. Um, It's a significant book. I presume it's your first novel, but I don't know that it is. How did you go about putting it together, and uh, tell us a little bit about the storyline. Okay. Okay. it is a, the motivation for writing the novel it, it comes from a couple of different uh, parts of my life. Uh, I've always been very interested in detail and scenery and watching people and comparing people. And I found myself making notes in my head all the time, and so I started writing them down. So now I had some material about what it was like to be in Vegas and how uh, the poker world appeared to me. Um, At the same time, my father uh, was diagnosed uh, 
with cancer and decided he wanted to talk to me about his life including the times that he was in Europe right after the war. And I knew, but I came to, to be very aware, that my mother and I were the first dependents to go to Germany after the war. And he and I talked a lot about that period of time, and it was a very interesting time for Americans to be in Europe, and particularly in Germany, right after uh, the, uh, in the occupation. So that appealed to me, and I put together the beginnings of a story about a child in Germany at that time, an American child. And then I could combined it with the experiences I was having in Las Vegas and a need to put them together with a theme. And the theme is looking for independence. And so poker is the metaphor for a child who becomes a woman who needs to find her way in the world. And playing poker is one of her uh, challenges and becomes her, her escape from, from life, but at the same time teaches her how to deal with her life. So the book is a combination of several things, and being in the writer's program at UCLA and and being accepted into their uh, advanced program helped me a great deal. But I always put off finishing it because life was comfortable and I wasn't hungry to sell it, and uh, it took me a long time before I found the discipline to sit myself down because writing is a very solitary kind of activity and I basically am a very social kind of person but that's how the book came together and um, that's why I finally got it finished just recently. Okay let me ask you this because you know I read a lot of poker stuff and uh, one of my uh, criteria is that I want poker to be more than just a throwaway appendage uh, in a book so that I can really dig in. If you were to give a percentage of the book that involves in some way poker, either people are playing poker or people are talking about it or they're in a casino and there's a poker game going on, what percentage, and this may be impossible to quantify, but do your best, uh, what percentage of your book would you say is really involving in some way poker? I would say half wow 50 percent because the wow. story in the 90s there's it's a novel within a novel and the the interior novel takes place in world war right after world war ii the the 90s part is mostly set in the mirage with a few little transitions to other places but because I use poker as a metaphor for the arc of the main character, uh, she plays a lot of poker. What I had to do, and this is partly getting input from different sources, one of which was the writer's program at UCLA, which was emphasizing how to write a sellable novel. And they said to me, you know, be careful about the poker because you don't want to make so much of it about the technical end of poker that people who don't play poker will not be interested in it. So I worked a long time on combining poker and play and particular hands and how the characters play those hands with explaining and describing it in a way that if the reader wasn't a poker player, they didn't get lost. Fair enough. I think that's hard to do. I know that um, I write, you know, dozens and dozens of articles a year. I've written hundreds, maybe thousands. And my wife always says, can't you write something ever that I can understand? Because I do get into the technical stuff, which is why it's so different from a novel, where you have to be right. able to have a storyline that is clear and intelligible with scenes that are accessible for the non-poker player. 
Uh, let me ask you this, Joan, and I don't want to pigeonhole you. I am curious, though, most of our listeners, not all of them, and I, maybe there's even a sizable minority, but most are men. When I hear of a woman writer, I want to know, is this a chick novel or is this something that guys that are poker players are going to be able to get into as well? I think it depends on the guys and who are poker players. Uh, I truly believe that I've written a story that is compelling and it's not a, you know, I didn't write it as chick lit. It certainly isn't in any way a romance, although there is, you know, there's some sexuality in it. Oh, good. Gratuitous sex? That's good. Well, it wasn't too gratuitous, and (laughs) and some of it is pretty deep and dark, but it's it's partially because I wanted to contrast the play of poker, the, you know, the the life of a poker player was something very, very dark. And so there is some, some uh, more serious material in there. But as far as a man is concerned, it's the story of playing poker in Vegas. It's the story of a person, it happens to be a woman, but a person who becomes addicted. Well, I've appreciated you coming on, Joan, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Ashley. Okay, listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back after a short timeout. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Each year, poker players from around the world compete at the World Series of Poker to claim the title of being the best there is. And now you can bring the big game home with WSOP.com. Experience the thrill and excitement of the World Series of Poker on your computer, tablet, or mobile device. Play against the pros or find yourself pursuing poker's ultimate prize, the coveted WSOP.com bracelet. You can access WSOP.com anywhere in New Jersey. And now, not only can you get up to a $400 deposit bonus, WSOP.com will give you seven free tickets to play in their Welcome Week free roll tournaments. Play as many days as you want during your first week online for your chance to win some real cash. So sign up today and take advantage of the first deposit bonus and those Welcome Week free rolls. There's even a whole schedule of events where you can qualify for this year's World Series of Poker. Head on over to WSOP.com backslash HOC to sign up and make your first deposit today. That's WSOP.com backslash HOC. Need to sell your house fast? 
We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The N-E-G-N, T-H-E-N-E-G-N dot com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of July 13th, 2015. A hacker shut down four New Jersey online gambling sites for a half hour last Thursday. The hacker threatened more shutdowns over the 4th of July weekend if a ransom was not paid. No ransom was paid and several state and local law enforcement agencies are investigating. It has been reported that no player money or personal information was compromised during the shutdown. Last week, the World Series of Poker announced that over 6,400 players entered the main event, creating a prize pool of over $60 million. However, those players had to endure a rain delay. Heavy rain in the area caused a corner of the poker room to begin leaking, but the pause was brief and play continued. And finally, our vote for Idiots of the Week goes to two friends who caused a security scare shutting down a parking lot at the Twin River Casino in Rhode Island. Apparently, these two friends thought a casino parking lot was the best place to exchange a rice cooker. And to make matters worse, they just left it outside next to the car. Someone reported the device, which caused casino security, state police, and the state fire marshal to respond. You can't get much dumber than that. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. The weather is getting nicer, so grab your tablet or your cell phone and bring nj.partypoker.com with you. Why would you want to go to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania, pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds, when you can play the same games at home or wherever you are? If you're 21 and in New Jersey, go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up using the promo code HOC. Start playing and start winning some cash. It's that easy. Go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with promo code HOC. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Take the cards, big man. Show us how it's played. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, your host of House of Cards. We, uh, we'd like to have people from all over the poker spectrum. And so today we are bringing you a guy who is an innovator of a new mobile app. The mobile app is called Runner Runner Poker. It is virtual poker. And uh, we're going to find out how he created it, why he created it, what it is, what the future may be, and a little bit about him. So without any delay, let me introduce Kevin Michael Taylor. Kevin, are you there? Yeah, happy to be here, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Good. Um, So tell our listeners 
a minute or so about you and how it is that you created this app, Runner Runner Poker. Sure. Um, really, it, it started with just playing cash games in local casinos in South Florida. Uh, after I got out of the Army, I was looking for some extra income, and I wasn't really happy with the 9 to 5. Uh, so poker was doing well for me for quite a while. Um, and during that progression and evolution, I became familiar with the different online poker games like Full Tilt and Poker Stars. And, but my background is more in console gaming, Xbox and PlayStation and PC. And so I found myself playing this social poker game on Xbox and I just thought it was, like, really cool. You could uh, chat with the players. You could, you know, see them in their living rooms. And it was just free. So the experience was really fun. So when I wasn't playing cash games, I was still playing – I was playing social poker games as well um, to get my fix, so to speak. Um, and the idea for Runner Runner Poker really came from just a ton of bad beats, just getting hit by Runner Runner, like – you wouldn't even believe. And so I went through my bankroll and I was just basically forced to get my poker fix from social poker games, but I played them like they were real. So I played them like I was playing for real cash, which obviously gave me a super edge. Um, and I realized very quickly that, you know, there was a lot of value in that experience. So I started looking for more content. You know, you play a game genre like a first-person shooter, and you want to try Call of Duty and Halo and, and different games. Well, the poker games that were out just really didn't satisfy what I wanted to get out of uh, a poker experience. So that's how I came up with Runner Runner Poker. It is a social poker game, but it has real cash game stakes. And there are no buttons in the game. So everything else that exists is point-and-click poker. You press a button to make your actions, and, and that's the limit of the interaction. So with my game, I, I wanted to really distill poker down to the essence of what makes it fun because no one likes sitting at a table being card dead for hours. You know, the, the fun of the interaction comes from, you know, the tactile sensation of peeling the cards, shuffling your chips, you know, interacting with the players around the table. I mean, you can be up thousands of dollars and not want to leave. So it's, you know, it's not necessarily about the money either. It's more about the experience. And that's really what I wanted to encapsulate in Runner Runner Poker. Okay, well, how do you do that? Because uh, you've described a game in your press release that you only get $100 in free chips and you can buy more for $0.99 cents, uh, so that at least according to your theory – players are much more conservative and play more like in a real poker game, but that has nothing to do yeah. with the tactile sensation. Uh, so how do you incorporate right. more? I mean, what do you have? Do you have people wear goggles and get to look at each other somehow or what? Right. That's, that's, that's a good question. It's partially true. You, the, the, the stakes, um, I'm, I'm de-incentivizing de careless play by limiting the amount of free chips, but you can reload the chips every day. So you get, a hundred for free and you can reload that twice. So basically you get $300 a day to play, uh, the one, two, no limit, or you can buy a thousand for 99 cents, you know, and take three full buy-in shots or, you know, the minimum buy-in for the five ten. So the stakes is one facet to, to the equation. Uh, the, the, the tactile part of it comes from, you know, this, this psychology of opening a treasure chest in games. Like, there's something to having your cards dealt face down that makes you want to see the next hand. Like, in my game, you can actually peel your cards up, like your own personal whole card camp, so that what everyone sees on TV, the cards being peeled to the, to the screen, you actually have the opportunity to do that in my game. So it's gesture control. There's no, there's no buttons, you understand? Um, the chips have... I, I don't the, understand. What do you mean, no buttons? There, there are no buttons. So in a real poker game, you can't press a button 
to, you know, bet your chips. You have to bet them out. So in my game, you can measure out your chips and flick them out to bet them. Or if you don't like your cards, you swipe them away to fold them, like you swipe them to the dealer. And the cards aren't dealt face up, so you have to peel them up to reveal your hand. That's the the differentiator okay. in runner poker. So just just to play devil's advocate here, I could see people that are used to playing online, on the money sites online especially, um, yeah. saying they don't like that. They, they like the ease of pressing a button and dismissing a card or even pressing auto-fold in certain situations. Or, sure. uh, and the yeah. idea of having to learn to swipe in the right way to push your cards to the dealer or um, stack up and fling chips would be an annoyance after a while. What do you th- how would yeah, you respond to be- that argument? Uh, well, I agree with you. Uh, I'm not certain that it is something that will, you know, users will like necessarily more than what they have. So I'm offering an al- the alternative perspective. All you do is just turn your phone to the side, and it becomes the classic view. I see. So you actually get both experiences in I the see. same package. I see that. This reminds me, um, Kevin, that when I was in um, the Valley View Casino in between San Diego and Los Angeles, they were they had just purchased some Poker Pro machines, which were the the automated non-dealer poker Mm -hmm. machines. Right. You you familiar with them? Yeah, I am. Yeah. You you press a button to open your hand. That's right. You have actually, I, I, I've played this. and you actually look up the corner of the card on the interface mo- uh, monitor. You can like kind Correct. of lift up the corner of the card, even though it's a virtual card. But here's what they did: they had chips, actual casino chips, for each of the players to physically play sure. with while they played poker yeah. to give them that tactile. I'd never seen that before. Have you seen that elsewhere? Right. Uh, I, I have seen that, and that just really speaks to my hypothesis that users are looking for more immersive poker experiences, and the blending of the two worlds of online and real live action play. You see players sitting at a real poker table, but they're playing mobile poker on their phones. Yes, I've seen that. So, yeah, so there. This is designing for the senses, right? There's something to the aspect of touch that gives it that extra dimension and the reason why players go to play real poker. So I have seen that. I think it's a cool idea, um, but it's, you can't have the same uh, you know, level of traction that you would if you were to push out a mobile app. There's no way to get a feel for poker by pressing buttons. So the idea is to bring more people into the game by getting them used to the, the interactions. Okay, the fair enough. So what, what's next? Can people get this right now? How are you rolling this out? Yeah, so I'm here at the World Series, staying at the Rio. Um, I've been doing a few different media spots. Um, right now, the game is ready for small-scale testing, and we have a few poker pros and um, industry so-and-sos that are getting their hands on it um, during during the World Series, and we're going to push it out after the main event is is the idea to iOS for everybody else. So people can follow me and at Runner Runner Poker, and they'll see you know who's getting to play it, what they're saying about the game, when it's going to come out, and they can go on RunnerRunnerPoker.com and sign up to get the newsletter, and that will give the official announcement for when we RunnerRunnerPoker.com. People can be on your mailing list, and they can be contacted for beta testing when it becomes available. It's not available yet. It's only going to be available after the main event, I imagine, in July, not in November. Or is it November you're talking about? No, 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 not the, not the November 9. After, after the series finishes up, um, we're going we're gonna to make the official announcement. Everyone right. can get their hands on it then. Who is the we? Who, who is the, in this with you? <laughs> uh, my, my technology company... Silicon Valley Software Group, um, a brilliant team, um, and uh, I'm 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 confident that we're going to be. When I say we, I mean 
my partner, my investor, my uh, technology, everything has to be, we have to have all checks at the launch site before we give the okay for the countdown. Sure. Do you have any big name professionals that we might know that are associated with your site yet? Yeah, sure. Um, Michael Mizrahi um, oh. is a good friend of mine. Uh, actually, when he was on the final table in 2010, uh, I designed my first poker app for him um, called G Machine. It was a, a poker tool that gave you bankroll manager, odds calculator, it gave you tips from a grinder every day. It was really cool. Um, so he's. We actually went bowling last night, and uh, we were talking about the game. He introduced me to uh, Todd Brunson and Gavin Smith at the high level Jack blackjack last night. So that was kind of fun. Well, those are big names. But, um, they would bring a lot of yeah. attention to your game. If you, hey, what does Todd Brunson do when he's not in the World Series of Poker? He plays runner runner poker. That's right, and so can you with the tactile sensation <laughs> of the real sense. game. That's right. Now you know who to call for your promotional commercials. I love it. We got a hype man. <laughs> well, that's great. Filled. That's great. So I hope you will yeah. contact us and come back on when you are up and running. And uh, when you overtake oh, yeah, Facebook, uh, we'd love to have you back on. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Kevin Michael Taylor, the innovator of the mobile app Runner Runner Poker, brought to a mobile phone near you after the World Series of Poker is done. We look forward to having you coming back, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time, guys. Have a good one. Okay, take care. We'll be right back. Attention, poker players. Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. 
You're listening to the House of Cards. Poker. I've heard wonderful things about that game. Can I watch? You don't play poker? No, there's a problem. I don't have any change. We can make change. It's okay. Oh, goody. I get to play cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is my favorite segment, the mailbag segment, when I'm joined by one of my two brotherly producers, Dave Weishattle, to uh, bring me le- questions from listeners, and then we BS for about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> right. What do you have? And it certainly is BS. Well, I just want to remind everyone, if you have a question for us for the mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at HOC Radio. Or leave a message or text on the House of Cards hotline, 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. I wanted to say that before Ashley made me do it again. Okay. So <laughs> and remember, you, you get a baseball cap from Party Poker. Well, I love this time of year. You're back from the World Series of Poker? Yeah, I entered the uh, – I t- wanted to enter the Colossus, which was the big we entry. Got, we got some questions on that one. So well, it was uh, a $500 yeah. entry fee, which is about half or a third of what the lowest tournament entry usually is. It attracted 21,000 people. Yeah, well, we got tons of questions. Good. Shoot, but Shoot with the questions. Well, basically, what is your impressions – of this year's World Series of Poker. Well, uh, how so far, was it set up great? I, I'll I mean, tell, tell it, you. Yeah. Um, and even if Seth Polanski isn't listening, I would say that the, the this year they have exceeded themselves. It's a huge success. The Colossus was a great success, even though there was some controversy around it. Yeah, I got some questions on that to, one too. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they attracted 21,000-plus people into one tournament – uh, people that normally wouldn't be at the World Series of Poker, many of them, most of them. And uh, I, I think that's a very good thing for poker. I like the idea of smaller entries. They also had a $777 tournament. They had a few more $1,000 tournaments. So all around, as is usually the case, I think they're doing just the right things. Well, one of the, the big jokes uh, for the Colossus was I spent more time registering than actually playing in it. How did they handle the registering of the uh, the players and everything well, like that? Well, there were a lot of lines. People had the option of registering online. Yeah. I mean, I'm a victim of not having done that. I was shut out. But and there were, the pay lines were long as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that clearly is something they're going to have to work on. Let's not um, you know pretend that it didn't exist. It was a problem. But it is a problem that uh, I think – shows the success of the event rather than the other way around. What do you think of the prize structure? Because there's a lot of criticisms of the prize structure. I think the winner got $638,000, but the World Series of Poker brought in $1.4 million for itself. Hey, for Rick, when the first place prize money was announced, people were outraged because it was such a small percentage of the entire prize pool. It's not that they... I think it was like 5.7%. Something like, like these that. people are doing this they, math. It's not that they overraked the event. Nobody objected to the rake. That wasn't the problem. The problem is that the payout was very flat as opposed to top-heavy. But here's what I found out. I spoke to Seth and I spoke to uh, Eiffel, Eiffel. I Jack forget. Eiffel. I Jack think. Eiffel. Yeah. And they explained that the formula that they used followed the formula they used for all the smaller events with a couple of exceptions. And that when they do that, you see in advance on the pay chart, first place has a diminishing percentage as the fields grow. Mm -hmm. So if you have 10 people, it pays 50%. If you have 100 people, it pays 32%. If you have 500 people, it pays 20%. And, And if you carry that down to... 21,000 entrants, it comes to a little more than 5 or almost 6%. So the people that objected, their objection has to be, well, they should artificially inflate first place like they do when they have the millionaire maker. Mm -hmm. Or they should in some other way tamper with the standard progression of the payout scale. Did they give give any indication that they might change it for next year? No. No, no. Nobody gave any indication of that because if you change it, then you're shorting the field in another place. I mean, it's a it's a fixed amount of money. Less players will get money down the line. That's that's right. So 
you know, you could argue, well, let's cut it off instead of the traditional 10% of the field gets paid. Let's only pay 5%. But then the guy that finishes on the bubble with, you know, the top 6% says, they screwed me. They only paid 5%. (laughs) The one thing I learned is we poker players, and I include myself because I jumped on board the criticism. I mean, I was criticizing it right away. We like to criticize. And that's part of the nature of appealing to a poker crowd. you got to be willing to face the heat. And the one objection I do have is that apparently, I didn't see this, but when people started to comment in social media against the payouts, the responses from the World Series of Poker representatives were snarky yeah. and nasty, yeah. and there was no call for that. Yeah. Maybe they wanted that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want to keep a controversy alive, be snarky yeah. in your responses. Be a little nasty. Be hey, edgy. we're talking about it on the radio. That's but right. they weren't. And so know? here we are. You create controversy. <laughs> Next year, you know, maybe more people will pay attention to what happened this year. They say, oh, $500. I didn't know there was a $500 event. And they go and they enter. But that's it. Listeners, uh, come back in a week. And until then... Be lucky and have a good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.